0: back to refreshing the soul podcast welcome first time um, listeners thank you for joining me um, if it is your first time I just one want, want to start off and let you know that one is not by mistake um, that you um, are listening in right now it's not so don't turn it off don't go anywhere just just listen here pause wait breathe hear from God um, just in this moment. Um, This podcast is about literally refreshing your soul, Um, and sometimes it may not always feel good (laughs) to, um, to be refreshed, and I'll get a little bit more into it but it's good for our souls. Um, so this podcast is based on um, or founded on Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 through 30, where Jesus tells, um, he's telling people, he's telling us, you know, if you're weary, if you're heavy, um, come to me and I'll give you rest, rest for your soul. And that word rest also means to refresh, you know, to refresh. And it's funny, you know, God saying, Hey, you weary, you're heavy and I'm going to give you rest, not for your body where you can go to sleep, but he's saying for something else that needs to be sleep in your soul. And he, and that's also refreshing. So there's some place in us that requires that needs God's rest, that needs Jesus refreshing on us so that we are not weary, so that we're not heavy. And, the weariness and the heaviness, um, it doesn't go away because we take a vacation. It doesn't go away because we take naps or we take a day off or we go and get our hair done and our nails done and we wear a nice a- outfit. Like the things that we may be tired of in life is, is not fixed by um. Th- doing stuff on the outer, on the outer man, by making the outer man feel good and look good and no, And even with sleep, like sometimes we can sleep, but we're still not at rest because the issue is, is that it's in your soul. Jesus specifically says that this thing that's ailing you, this, this weariness, this tiredness, this heaviness, there's something going on in the soul. So there's some, there's my rest, my refreshing that I can give to you, but it's going to be for your soul soul. Um, he goes on to talk about, you know, take this yoke, um, take this yoke, right. From me, meaning there could be yokes. There are other things that you're carrying. There are other things that's yoked to you that is causing you to move and respond a certain way. But he says, take my yoke and learn from me. Right. He said, you're going to find that I'm light. I'm easy, meaning well-fitting, like that yoke that is put on you. Um, If you think about a yoke that's put on two animals, he's that leads and guides them wherever they can go and make sure they're attached to each other. So they go the same way. He's saying, if you put on my yoke, the one that's yoked to me, uh, my yoke. Um, It's going to fit you well. It's going to be easy fitting. Doesn't mean you're going to have an easy life. It doesn't mean that everything's going to be comfortable, but it's going to fit you. So how do we get to this refreshing, refreshing, taking Jesus yoke Um, when I'm heavy, when I'm weary, I have to one come to him whether that's through prayer, worship, my devotion time, I'm you know, writing in my journal to him, I'm pouring out where I'm weary at. I'm pouring out where I'm heavy, heavy at. I'm being I'm being honest with with God. This is where I'm at. And then taking on his joke, meaning, okay, God, I'm I've gotten to a I, I've gone to a place here in prayer and in silence and then seeking your word and reading your word that I see, you know, I'm feeling this way because of this and I'm choosing to take off that yoke I'm choosing to take off the mindset that I'm yoked with and I choose to take on yours how by learning from you how do you do things how what do you say in this situation what is your perspective god is putting that on and then moving with that being obedient in that and that's how we get rest for our souls um, I call it there's three stages. Um, to rest. And it is one, be honest. Two, find the root. Why do you feel the way you, you feel? Why are you responding the way you um, are responding? And then three, uproot it. We uproot it with the word of God. The word of God gives us new perspective, it gives us a refreshing, it gives us, his, it's his truth. And we have to decide to believe that consistently. And then it's also by God's spirit. We can't change ourselves on our own. We can't move ourselves on our own. We do have the power and the authority, Come to speak things, we do have the power to authority to speak his truth, but in the end, it's still God who's doing who, who's who does the change, it's still God that does the transformation, who causes the increase. So on today, um, we I want to just get into something of how I've been feeling and how God just refreshed my soul in that place. And to be honest with you, He's still refreshing me. I'm still learning and I'm still I'm still having to go come to him. Um, and, and pour out how I feel, but I'm still having to, um, train my soul to believe his truth in this area. And that's what this podcast is about. It's just, um, getting God's perspective and his truth on it and training our souls to, to believe that and, and allowing God to, to, um, shape us, to, um, cause us to be whole, to make us whole, where we may be broken, um, that's what this podcast is for. And so each week, I, every Monday, I'm coming to you with something <laughs> where it's probably having something to do with the root or something going on in our souls that where we need God's refreshing. And a lot of times it's a, from a place of where I was or am. And so this is one where I'm just being transparent. This is where I, I'm at. I don't know if you watch this show, um, called, it's a new show. It's called the man that fell to earth. I've been watching it and I love it. I'm actually, I just finished it. I I love, I love it. It was really, really good. Um, I think it's still, it still may be playing, but, um, there's a couple of episodes where the daughter, so the main, the main lady, her father, just their, their interaction, their relationship, just kind of like squeezed at my heart. Like, I love it, but I also like, feel I feel a check in my spirit like I feel like a um, like man I wish I had that like I've I've been feeling that way whenever I watch this and so the last time I watched it um, or last time I saw the interaction they were sitting on the bed together and the way she was pouring her heart out to to her father and the just I'm watching the ease of the conversation and the safety that she, she felt, it was just such, it was just, it was refreshing one to watch like, wow, just see this um, father and daughter um, relationship. To see this closeness that, you know, I really, I haven't really seen, you know, I don't really see too much of not on TV like that. It was just, it's, it was just refreshing, but it also kind of like, pained me. I have to be honest, it pained me in a way because I'm like, gosh, I just I don't know what that feels like. And, you know, in the natural, like I'm not like close like that with my father. And yes, God has given me a spiritual father, which I'm thankful for. But even still, it's like it's not like that. And it's it's something that I guess I've, I've always longed for. I've always wanted. And um, I just I, I don't know. And I guess I just felt a certain way because I know Um, that's what I, I desire and, and I guess still do. And I just sat with God about it. And he reminded me of a couple of things, like one, what I do, what I do have, I do have a spiritual father who loves me and who has definitely like stepped in, in a place and showed me what a father's love is and what it feels like. And I'm so blessed to have that. Cause I know there are women now who are listening, who did not have that relationship with their father. And you may not even have a spiritual father. And at one point in my life, I didn't either, but God like knows us so well. He knows where there, there would, there may be lack in our lives, but as we follow him and we're led by him and we have relationship with him. You will find that God will supply really all your need, all everything that you need. He's a provider, not just of finances, but even that. Space of where you didn't have that intimacy with your father and I was just thanking God I had to refocus my mind to like lord I thank you for what you put in my life you knew what i didn't have um growing up but you st- you placed something in my you placed someone in my life who could still love on me in a way I thank you for that and then he reminded me of a time where um i say he reminded me but i i think even too i, I was just sitting there just thinking on, trying to think on what I do have and how God has been there. And I just remembered, um, there was a a time I remember I was in my kitchen and it was a couple of years ago. I was in my kitchen and I remember telling God like, gosh, man, I, Lord, I would love to have a father daughter dance, but I don't think I'm ever going to have one. You know, it's just not like that with me and my dad, but it would just, that would be so nice to have. Right. And so, I don't know if it was the same day, but I remember being in my kitchen, listening to some music um, and I was worshiping God and all of this. Right. And next, you know, it, it just felt like I just started twirling around. Like, I don't, I don't do that while I'm worshiping, first of all, but I noticed I was just t- like turning around and crying and feeling, I'm just like, I'm feeling like I'm being, um, danced with. That's what it felt. Like. It felt like someone was dancing with me, and I re- realized what I had asked God. when well, my heart did. It cried out, saying, "Man, I wish I could have a father-daughter dance." And God was like, "I'm giving. I'm giving it to you here." And um, just thinking back on that moment, like God is—he is he's my father. He is my father. He is the one that I pour everything out to, and I know that there's a safe place there with him. And so just, just, just thinking back on those things, I, I did want to start with that because I just want y'all to know that God will fill every void. He will fill every need that you need. We just got to keep walking with him and, tr- and trusting him. Um, but even just those reminders, it, it did bless my soul. Um, and so, but I, I want to talk about today is you're wanted, you're wanted. Um, as i was filling those different things though, at watching um that show the man that fell to earth it made me kind of dig deeper in there because i'm like okay i'm still feeling this and I, let me like what has this caused in my life this 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 place of where i'm feeling like there's a void or a lack somewhere how has this uh, affected me and i realized that um in in my soul there was this, there's this lie um, that I'm not wanted, that nobody wants me. And I had to look at, okay, where, where is this lie coming from? I'm already calling it a lie because I think there's a part of us that knows like, that's not true, but your soul doesn't know it. You have been so used to believing something for so long that it's become a part of your identity, that that's what you know um, with your soul, but your mind is like, ah, but I know, I know that's not true. So first I want to talk about, okay, where, where did this come from? If you're feeling and I'm telling, you, I had to. I had to really sit there to figure out what is this lie? What is, how, what is this lie that I have just rooted in me? It was not that to be loved or one of. It was just feeling wanted, like you. Someone wants me. Like I feel like I belong um, to someone. Someone wants who I am, the genuine Shawanda. Shawanda at her core, and it's having that feeling of just not, not feeling wanted. So if that's you and you feel like you're not wanted, the first thing i say is like, let's really peel back the layers and figure out where did this come from? Where, where did the roots start? Where did you, where do you feel most not wanted? Um, um for, for some, you know, it's not that someone told you, you you're not wanted, but you could have been shown that. You could have been shown that you're not wanted. Um, I go back to childhood and being, and whatever, however your, your, your childhood upbringing was, um, maybe you weren't, um, paid attention to, or, um, your parents didn't spend time with you or grandparents or whoever raised you. I'm not just putting on the parents, but whoever, um, I'm not putting on your mother and father, but whoever raised you, maybe they didn't, um, show you that time with you matter, that you matter. Um, maybe they weren't present, meaning they were in the house, but they wasn't present in your life. They didn't really get to know you. Um, just you, but you were shown, they never said that you weren't wanted. And they probably, I'm sure they, they probably said they, they loved you, but maybe just what you were seeing, what what you were shown was like, you're not, you're not Wanted, And sometimes we can take what we saw and digest that. We can take that in as truth. Like I don't matter to anyone. I'm not, I'm not being shown any attention. There's no, there's lack of presence here. And then you probably comparing to your other friends and their parents. And that's how you realize like, okay, that looks like they want their kids. They're, they're showing that they're, um, they, their kids matter to them. So I must not matter in my own home. So I say, where did it come from? Did it come from how you were brought up? Did it come from like what you were shown or, or lack of your uh, presence of your parents? Maybe, and I heard this in my spirit as I was praying for this episode, um, you, maybe you were given up for adoption. Maybe you were just given up period and you're in a foster care, foster home. Um, and you've always kind of, you just had this, it's not truth, but you've always had this identity, this lie in your soul that I just was never wanted. Like I wasn't good enough for my mom, my dad, they never wanted me. So therefore I'm not wanted. So the lie, the lie is I'm not wanted. You don't feel wanted. Okay. That's the lie. And it come and it'll come from a place of, um, someone showing you, telling you however something happened to where you felt not wanted by a particular person it could even be at, at school just growing up maybe you were picked on a lot bullied a lot you didn't have much friends you probably didn't have any friends and you felt like man I don't belong anywhere I don't I'm not wanted by even my peers or by people in my my classroom just having this identity already sinking in that I'm not wanted. I'm not wanted. And so if you have never dealt with that, it's going to show up in the way that you live. It's going to show up in the way that you respond. I mean, if you're married, it's going to show up in your marriage. It's going to show up everywhere. And raising your kids is going to show up because you're showing up. It becomes a part of your identity. And now you see yourself as not being wanted. And so now you're seeing yourself through the lens of this is who this is who I am to people. And you believe that's how people see you. So I just wanted to put here that the lie of not being wanted can be can become a part of your identity if not dealt with. You see yourself through the lens of not wanted and how you see yourself and how you believe people see yourself is the way that you will show up in the world. Um, So how does this type of identity affect your relationships? Well, one, I was just thinking, I said, man, we can people, please. We can people, please. When you feel, when you see yourself as I'm just, I'm not wanted, you may not even see yourself that way. You may not be conscious of how you see yourself, but maybe if we, um, if we can be traceable for a moment, are you a people pleaser? Is it hard for you to say no? The root and the lie that may be in your soul is I'm not wanted. And so not feeling wanted can make you feel like you have to um, people please in order to not disappoint. You want to feel wanted. You want people to want you, and so sometimes we feel out. We, we may feel like pleasing them and saying yes will make them want us, and if we say no, it may make them not want us. It will may they may reject us. You know, so people pleasing. And right now, I'm just going through a list of just different things of how this lie being rooted in our soul, how it can affect. Um, different relationships and how we show up and I want you to look at yourself and say okay do I do that do I people please is it hard for me to say no do I fear disappointing others if so that you could have um, the root um, to the root to that could be the lie that you're not wanted Um the second thing I put you it's hard for you to trust it's hard for you to trust people. It's hard for you to trust maybe the person that you're with. Like you've always had just trust issues. You just have trust issues. No one don't have to do anything. They, may, they probably haven't done anything wrong, but you just have trust issues. And so you have, you're having these trust issues because you're seeing through the negative lens that a person's motive is to leave you, to abandon you, and so you are quite, you question everything. So you're already, again, you're seeing yourself as not wanted. You you're not, you may not be conscious of this, but let's just say that, that root, that lies in your, in your soul. And so that person could do, they could be um, let's just say in a relationship. say so you with the, your boyfriend, girlfriend, married, husband, wife, whatever the, the relationship is. And they could say, Hey, Um, I actually, I had to work a little bit later than what I thought I'll be home in an hour, whatever you could take that and think, oh, they're lying. You know, they just want to be there. They don't want to be home. They don't want to be with me. They're lying. It's hard to trust because you see yourself as not wanted. So now you believe everybody else sees you that way. So you're because the way you see yourself through your lens of not being wanted, you believe the people in your life see you that way. And so the things that they say, it could be coming from a pure place. Like, yeah, something happened, ran over, whatever, but you're seeing it as they're rejecting you. They don't want you. They don't want to spend time with you. Do you find yourself dealing with dealing with stuff like that, maybe even, and I'll even tell you for me, um, yes, feeling that not feeling unwanted and then having, um, infidelity issues in my prior marriage, my first marriage, um, it definitely bled over into, um, this marriage when we started, well, once we started, um, dating again and courting again, um, I had to, um, I had to, and I still am working on changing the lens that I see myself through and how he sees me. So just because, oh, this, something may happen, it's like I can't allow my mind to go to a place of he doesn't want me. I've, I've had to learn how to catch that and say, no, this is the truth. He does. And it can be uncomfortable. It, it can take, <laughs> it can be hard, but it's, um, teaching yourself and training yourself to refresh your soul by not believing the lie that you believed for so long. Maybe it's for so long for some people. Maybe it's not like you, like, like I said, for me, um, there was infidelity. So even with that, that could, you could pick up the lie that you're not wanted because your husband didn't want you um mine started from long um long ago even as a child but even with that that like pierced that same place of not feeling wanted it validated that place of like see I'm not wanted because if he wanted me he would have been faithful If he wanted me, he wouldn't have lied. And so now you're, if you're you're not dealing with it properly, you're going to pick up these lies. You're going to pick up anything that happens around you in any relationship um, and feel like I'm just not wanted. I'm not good enough. And so let me keep going. I don't want to get into the answer to any of these things. I just want to point out some things on how um, this lie can affect um, our relationships. Um, I, I put also talk too much, <laughs> you know, sometimes we feel like, we need to relate and be a part of the conversation. And sometimes we can be so opinionated because we want to see, we want to feel like we belong. We want to feel like, okay, I'm in. I I get what you're saying. I'm, a, you know, you 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 talk a whole lot, <laughs> or maybe you're agreeing with things that you shouldn't agree with. Like you, it's just you don't have. You may not have. Um, you may not have your own opinion, or you may not have your own um truth. Or you're afraid to speak that, but you're talking a lot just to fill in the gaps, to, to sound a certain way so that you so that you feel belong, so that people will want to accept you. I also put maybe talk too little. You're afraid um, to say the wrong thing that's going to cause people to reject you or not like you or not want to talk to you. So you talk too little. And then I put, you could be very critical of yourself and flaws um, because you see yourself through the lens of not being wanted, you see everything wrong with you and why you're not wanted. Dang, I did that again. Dang, I I shouldn't have said that. You know, you're just really critical of yourself and and the flaws that you have. Very hard on yourself. So I don't know. I just want you to take a look at those things, right? Those, I I listed one, two, three, four, five things. Maybe you pupil please. It's hard for you to, you don't want to disappoint people. You have fear of disappointing people. Um, It's hard to trust people. It's hard to trust others. Um, You maybe talk too much, maybe talk too little. And then you're very critical of yourself and your flaws. You may have this lie resting in your soul that you are not wanted. You may have that lie and um, just spend some time with God, spend some quiet time with him and really just reflect on that and come to an honest place um, with it. Um, That is the root of, of what's going on. You, you, you don't feel wanted, maybe find out where did it come from? Where did it start? And then, um, here is next is just how do we move forward? You know, how do we move forward in the truth that we are wanted and that we belong to God? You know, I'm just like Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 says, says to come to him, come to Jesus. Okay. Um, it's funny. I came to Jesus about this, and I actually, <laughs> he kind of took me deep into why I felt this way and all these different things that has happened in my past that caused that caused me to to believe this about myself. And that is the first thing I will tell you: the way you got to to um, knowing this lie. In your soul to where it became a part of your identity is because you believed it first. You believed what was shown to you. You believed that because of this, I'm not wanted. You believed. So the first place I I would say, and for me that I, where I had to start changing the way I see myself um, was to believe, believe the opposite, to believe the truth. Okay. That's where I had to start is, believing what I choose to believe. Now in this part, (laughs) in this stage, in this process, it can be hard because again, I know to believe that I'm wanted, but my soul knows this place of not feeling wanted. It's uncomfortable. It's hard. It's it, you're, you're coming out of a skin. You're coming out of an identity. You've known probably for a long time. So believing something different can feel fake. It can feel unnatural, unnatural. It can feel uncomfortable, but one is you have to believe God's truth and what he says about you. you. You have to choose to believe that you are wanted and you are accepted by God. That that's, that's the first thing. You have to believe his truth. So you got to first get, grab a truth. (laughs) You got to grab a truth, find a truth in God's word, find something that says that you are wanted by him. And I'm going to give you one before we get off. Um, But you got to believe it. You got to choose to believe it. Even if your soul is like, ah, that I, this doesn't seem right. I, you know, this is how I feel. And you feel strongly about it. No, tell your soul. No, we're going to believe That I am, um, I am chosen by God. I'm called by Him. I'm adopted by Him. He calls me His child, so I do belong to Him. I do matter. I am loved. I am wanted by Him, right? And next, I I just put, you know, allow God to process you His way. You know, this may look different for all of us on how to come out of a place of um, not feeling wanted and the different things that got me take you through um but you know there isn't just one there's I, i'll I'll say this I, I think sometimes and i'll say for me I'm always looking for this single moment, this single thing that's gonna change it for me. Like, man, I got it now. I feel wanted. My, my I'm more confident. I got my identity is is just rooted in this now. Like this one single moment, and it's like, no, it, I, I wish we could just snap our fingers and we we believe we we we're we're sure our soul knows this now. No, there's different moments. There's different. Um, situations, there's days, there's, um, there's continuing to believe and to speak, there's continuing to um, pour out to God and allow him to pour into you. There's all these moments that um, make up this process that produces this changing you. So when I say allow God to process you his way, just be faithful to the time that it may take for you to get to a place where your soul knows the truth, that you are wanted, you are someone, you have purpose, you have an identity in God, you matter um, and you are his child and you belong to him. Allow your soul the time to know that truth. The, think about the time that you've been knowing this lie. Allow your soul and give yourself permission, the time to know God's truth. I say that for me today. And I say that for you. Um, and that, that's what I put on my next one. You know, our soul knows the truth. Um, our soul, we want our soul to know the truth um, and not just to hear and believe it, but we want, we want our soul to know it. And the way our soul knows something is through the process. So every time situations and issues or troubles come up, we're training our soul. No, I believe this. This is what I'm choosing to believe. So now your soul is, is making a new path now. is It needs to know a new path, a new way to think, a new way to believe, a new way to see yourself. If you, keep, if you keep getting out the process and you keep sinking back into how you used to respond and what you believe and what you used to believe about yourself, your soul is not gonna know this new path. Your soul needs to know the new path That, no, when this happened, I'm still going to believe this about me. And the more you're consistent with this new path of thinking, um, your soul will, this will happen, but it's like, it's not going back uh, uh, on is not going back to the way it used to think and feel. Now my feelings and everything is going to start lining up with the way that I've been choosing to think. It has to, and we have to agree with God's word. And when we agree with God's word, that's our soul and our spirit aligning. And we talked about that in last week's message. So last week's episode. So if you missed it, go back and listen to that. It's called speak life over your soul, um, which is definitely a part of even this process. We need to speak life over us and who we, who we are, who God says we are in his word. Um, and then the last thing I just put, you know, what fill your soul with the thing that you need in the place of that need, feed your soul in the place of where you don't feel wanted. Um, it so crazy as I'm like talking to God about this and I'm, I, it's, he kind of just revealed it to me as well. Um, I was sitting I was sitting on my couch um, and I was reading God's word and feeling all these things. And next, you know, this song came in my my head and it's called Wanted by Danny Gokey. I just started singing parts of the lyrics. I think it was just you're wanted. That is I, I was like, what is this, God? What are you trying to say to me? So I went and listened to the song. And you guys, I'm telling you right now, if you feel this way, Please go and listen to this song and listen to the lyrics. When I went to listen to the lyrics, the, the, this is the first thing, the first verse. It says, I was there the moment it happened, but you couldn't see me through the pain. I caught every tear as they were falling when you lost your heart that day. Yeah, you lost your heart that day. And now you only see through broken lenses, trying to keep your head above the shame you believe the lie that I am distant but I hold you every day yeah I hold you every day man it was like God was sh- sh- speaking directly to me I that song the middle of the chorus started playing in my head and I went and listened to the song and it, I had to I listened to the verse but I it, I did my soul didn't catch it and then it came up again I listened to it I'm like oh my gosh God is talking to me and he's talking to you right now He's saying, "Listen, I was there that moment—the moment where you you were wishing that your your father came back home, or the your or the time where your, your dad left or your mom left." or where they gave you up for adoption, when you realized you were adopted, when you saw even the moment where you may have saw another um, kid and their parents uh, playing closely together or whatever it was, there was there in that moment where you were picked on and and someone spoke a lie over you and said, no one wants you, you're nobody, you're never going to be anybody. I mean, whatever it is, God's like, listen, I was there when it happened. I saw what had happened and you didn't even know I was there. You couldn't even see me because of the pain because there's so much pain. He said, but I caught every tear. I thought, wow. I just feel God right now. Like, even if your, your heart is crying and you know what you've been through, you know what you felt like God is even right here in this moment. And he's catching every, every, every pain that's in your soul He is catching it. He's saying, give it to me, come to me where you're weary, where you're heavy. Um, And he wants to give you rest in this place, in this moment right now. And those lyrics, it says, and now you only see through broken lenses. When we see ourselves through the place of not being wanted, that's a broken lens. We're not seeing ourselves properly. That is not the way we are to see ourselves. We are to see ourselves how God sees us. And God doesn't see us that way. You know, the lyrics go on saying, trying to keep your head above the shame, you believe the lie that I am distant. I believe, we believe lies um, that not only he is distant, but everyone is, no one gets us. They can't relate to us. I'm alone in this. Um, This always happens to me. And where is God? Where is God? And God is saying, that's a lie. I am near, I am near to you, but you have to draw near to me. You have to come to me so I can give you something Um, right now. There is some lack, I believe to some of the listeners I'm speaking to right now. There's some voids that need to be filled. And, while you're waiting or you're trying to do things, like you're saying, you're trying to keep your head above the shame. You're trying to do things to make you feel good. And I'm telling you, my sister, that hairstyle, that new color that you putting in it, that new, those new shoes, getting another, um, talking to your friends and stuff, getting another, having a, another boyfriend, that ain't going to fill it. We got to come to Jesus and say, Father, this is how I'm feeling. I'm feeling broken. I'm feeling weary. I'm feeling not wanted. And I don't want to feel this way anymore. I don't want to suffer with this lie anymore. God, I want my soul to know that I'm wanted and that I'm wanted by you. We got to start with God. So I'm, I'm telling you, I've been in a place where it's because of me not being filled by God and not knowing that he wants me, that I wanted man to see me. I wanted man, I put pressure on my man to show that he wants me. And it's like, no, it shouldn't be that way. God is everything that we need. He is enough. He wants to be enough for us. And if we allow him in, he will be enough. And then whatever it is that that man, that husband gives us, even our kids, what all that, that's still the cherry on top. That's the whipped cream and the cherry on top. And I'm telling you, I'm I'm in a place right now where I'm just with God. Just even dealing with me with this, I've been so laser focused on this because I want all of God's love and attention. I want Him to feed my soul in this place. That my husband has just been. Wanting me like crazy, <laughs> and I, I mean, I'm saying that laughing. But I'm saying that with a joyful heart and a thankful heart. Like, I just don't. I don't know what happened. I don't know what changed. Maybe even in me that just caused even more of an attraction of him wanting me. But it's like the thing that I wanted, like it's coming. It's coming to me by, but not by me forcing it not by me demanding it not by me getting upset and being quiet or or talking too much like none of that stuff people pleasing none of that stuff is going to get us what we need we have what we need in God i found that place of of where i wanted to feel wanted in God and so i want that as much as possible and everything else I'm noticing. I I'm, I'm, I think to my eyes, my perspective, my lens has changed where I'm able to see that, oh, my husband, my husband really does want me. See, we can't see properly if we don't have God's spirit in us, if he's not full in us, if we're constantly wanting and wanting, wanting, wanting and needy, We're going to we're not going to see everything for the fullness that it is. We're going to see it for the lack that it is because we're seeing through lack eyes. We're seeing from a lack place. So my mentality is already to see what what he's not doing, what they're not saying, how they're not treating me, how they're not calling back, how they're not inviting me. You know, you see through those lens because you're 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 broke in that place. And God wants you rich in that place. He wants you full in that place. And it only comes from him. I hope you get and understand what I'm saying. It only comes from him. It's impossible to to be full and to stay full from anything else. Those are temporary places. You're going to continue to see through a different lens, the wrong lens, until we get full in God. And I believe that's really what happened. I, I just got full in God in this place. And I feel like my husband has become crazy about me. I, 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 don't, I don't, I mean, he, he has, but I also feel like I, I'm seeing him properly and I'm seeing our relationship properly. And I just, I thank God for that. And I, I want you to, my sister, to experience that. Um, But go and listen to that song. I really, really love that song. It's a blessing. I listen to it over and over again. I believe we need to fill ourselves in that place of where we've um, had that lack of attention and want um, and let God um, fill us. And that's through worship. That's through, of course, reading his word, hearing what he has to say. Um, God speaks to us through his word, but he also speaks to us in our spirit. He also speaks to us in different ways. And so just be open to how God wants to feed you. He wants to feed your soul. All right. So we're going to end with first the scripture, Romans 8, 14 through 16. Just some truth for you to take back with you, meditate on, for you to believe, write it out, Um, pray over it, speak it as confessions um, over your soul. Um, It's Romans 8, 14 through 16. It says, for all who are led by the spirit of God are children of God. So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba Father, for his spirit joins with our spirit, to affirm that we are God's children. Wow. So first of all, we got to we got to get the context right cuz I was just going to read verse 15, but you got to understand who who is considered his children. It says for all who are led by the spirit. Okay? You can't we can't we can't be called his own if we're, we're not listening to him, we just, we don't, we don't pay attention. We, I mean, God's not in our life at all. What he says doesn't matter. No, you can't say you belong to something that you're not walking with, that you're not listening to, that you're not honoring. But he's saying, so if you're, you're being led by God, you are considered a child of God. And for you, those who are not being led by God, I encourage you to be led by him. Sit still, hear what he is saying. And when I'm saying being led, we're talking about in every aspect of your life, just even in a place of not feeling wanted, hear what God is saying, hear what he's saying for you to do, hear what he's saying for you to believe and doing that you're being led, not just hearing, <laughs> not just reading not just going to Bible study in church, but God wants your heart and he wants your obedience. So when we're led by him, we are considered children of God. We're his child. And that spirit that he gives us um, to be led by, it says you don't receive it, that it doesn't make you fearful slaves. I mean, we're not in a place where we have fear, Um, but as children of God, we received his spirit he, through him adopting us as his spirit, we have, we, that's, that's what causes us to be his children. So it says, instead, you receive God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. And because of that, we can come to him and and call him father, father, you know, it, it is like a child to, to their father, a Lord. I I love you. You're my father. You're my king, but you're my father. Like that's a, that's a relationship that's intimate. That's a relationship where a father, the intended father, um, that he wants you, he wants his child. He wants to raise his child. He wants to speak to his child. He wants his child to feel love. He wants his child to feel um, wanted. And so here, God is saying, "Listen, you are my child. I adopted you. You're you're someone who, who you've given me your heart. You be, you believe in my son, and you're my son. You're my daughter. You're my child, and you can call me father. Don't be afraid to come to God boldly and call him father." That is what Jesus did. And that is what he wants us to do. And the last verse says that his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. That's how we're led by him in the first place is because we have his spirit. We have his Holy spirit dwelling on the inside of you. And that is confirmation. That is honestly, that is um, validation of who you are. Pleasing whoever, leader whoever whatever manager whatever parent pleasing them does not validate who you are it is knowing that you have the spirit of God living on the inside of you being connected in an intimacy with him that is what affirms who we are we are children of God we are his child that's how I know who I am because I can hear God I know he's speaking to me. I know I'm being led by him. I know that I am. So just as well as I know that I'm a child of God, that my soul needs to know because of that, he wants me. He loves me. He adopted me. He's the one who took me in. Maybe you were adopted and you're not feeling wanted by your biological um, parents. Guess what? You're wanted by your adopted parents, but even God, who adopted you, and He doesn't call. He doesn't. He says, and He says when He adopt you as His own children, as if you were never adopted. You're His own. You belong to Him. He don't say that my adopted son, my adopted daughter. No, that's why He says now we can call Him Father. He's not stepdad. He's not, you know, I think some with some people, they call them by their first name. No, we call him father. This is father. This is the original one, the original father. So no matter who you are adopted by, you being adopted by God, oh, you have a family. You are wanted. You do belong somewhere. And it's getting to a place where our soul knows it. And I tell you, I know it can be a process. And I'm here to tell you, it is a process. I'm still in it, but I'm choosing to believe the truth every time because I want to make a new path to where whatever comes up, whatever issue, whatever, whatever it's not triggering a place in me that says I'm not wanted. Instead, it's triggering the truth. And the truth is I'm wanted, I'm loved, I'm adopted by God. I'm considered his child. I can call him father because his spirit is living on the inside of me. So that's who I am. I know I'm led by him. I follow him. Just even me speaking his truth and believing his truth is me being led by his spirit. So that makes me his child. Amen. Amen. I hope you were blessed by that. Let's just end with some confessions for the soul. Let's confess um, let's confess some truth. Um, I love confessions. Um, it is to me, it's proof that you believe what you, you read is proof that you believe you want to believe something different than what you've always believed. And I think our soul needs to hear truth. Our own ears need to hear truth and needs to hear us speaking something different, um, until it knows it. Okay. So repeat after me, I am led by the spirit of God. Therefore, I am a child of God. I do not have a spirit of fear. I am not a slave to my past. I have received God's spirit. Therefore, I am adopted as his own child. It is God's spirit that validates me. And I belong to him. All right. Amen. Amen. And amen.